Hello, hashtag Verse TV family, and welcome. It's week 210. I'm Aaron Mack, here with my good friend, Basic Complexity, Kevin. And I will start off this week asking share, subscribe, and share again. But I will go right into the number, what makes the number zero significant for me, or as it relates to this, the full number 210. So, uh, 210 is a route in the lovely state of Maryland. And I remember I once very seriously dated this guy who lived off of Route 210 in Maryland. And well, like way like back, back, honestly kind of in the cut of 210, but way off on 210. And it was, so I was like in my 20s at that time, I was very attracted to him as he was attracted to me. Like we were really into each other, but there was just some like, I would F up some really good potentials back in the day, and he was no exception to that rule, in that he he owned his own house out in that part of town, um, a Prince George's County house, you know, and all of that. But I was so ridiculous because I was like, well, I'm only in my 20s, so I don't know if I should be dating someone who owns his own house. It just feels so uh, inappropriate, you know? <laughs> like maybe somebody who uh, has a nice apartment or owns their own condominium, but I don't know about owning their own house. No. Now also, and, and that's their own house with a front yard, backyard, garage, all of that. So that wasn't the only thing that like led to our ultimate demise, but there were a number of things that being uh, one of them in my mind, because I, and this is, I can be so insecure. Why am I so insecure? I used to kind of fear, and I'll be honest with y'all about this. I used to kind of fear that he would, if things went south in our relationship while I was there at his house or something, and he was like, well, F that. If you don't, if you're not going to date me, you're not going to be with anybody. I'm going to keep you in the basement of my house. And that was a legitimate fear of mine. I was like, he has his own house with his own basement. He could lock me in that basement and I, man, I would just be forgotten about, you know, like not really, but that was a ridiculous fear of mine because of the fact that he, like me, also had a quirky personality. And I was like, yeah, people with weird personalities like me you know, are weird. So maybe he's like extra weird. And maybe he would do that to me. It was ridiculous. Oh, also, he was that, he was the one guy that I've dated who went with me to um, mental health counselor for couples counseling. 
Like, we really tried to work it out. But, again, at that age, I was just uh, ridiculous. And like I said, he is actually older than me because I love me some older dudes. But he was a 70s baby, so he's not that old. Anyway, Basic Complexity, take it away with a new song, my friend. Um, my new song pick for this week is actually titled The Girls by Sierra. And actually, I kind of like the track. It's like a real chill track. And it's basically just saying, like, um, well, from her standpoint, would be like all about the girls. So, yeah, that's pretty much what the song is. Well, I will say, because we did talk about this, yes. and um, I, 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 I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, I'm not familiar with, with that song. Let me go ahead and give it a listen. And I asked Alex to play it and I realized that was that song that a lot of people talk negatively about to the extent that it's like Sierra you're encouraging these women these girls to be so independent and all of that but you got a man not only do you got a man you got a man with a kid and he's he's your husband you know, and you're encouraging people, well, if you want to stay solo, just go ahead and stay solo. And I feel two ways about that. One, I'm like, yeah, you know, Sierra, you got a man. We all trying to get a man. What you talking about? The other side of me is like, but maybe that's the step that we need or part of the step that we need to get to the point that we accept everybody with however they want their life to look if they, as long as they are sincere you know uh, about how their life looks and if somebody's like they if they feel that they want to be solo cool you know Sierra the girls whatever you know mm -hmm. And those people should be able to do that if that's what they want. Just like we had uh, Chelsea Handler, it's a clip a few weeks ago, talking about how a lot of, what was it? In the year 2030 or something, 2030, yeah. 40% of women aged 25 to 45 will be single and childless. And Chelsea Handler was like, so what? I am that right now, you know? So it's like, I, there is a world for that, you know? And that should be respected as well. In addition to people like me who want to be husbanded and have a, a, a subsequent family and all of that. Anyway. Uh, basic complexity. Did you have anything else to say on that song, my friend? Um, just something else for people that definitely 
keep in mind. Think back a few years. Beyonce, what even before that, the group Destiny Shout was hounded for the song Defended Women. And yeah, so didn't get that. But then um, years later, Beyonce is a solo artist was hounded for Run the World Girls, which I've been quite understand. With the that's actually uh, around the time that you and I first became friends. But yes, yeah. As far as Run the World Girl, I I too don't understand that. Um, um, well, yeah, she, she did have some lines talking about women being independent and everything. And <laughs> at that point, she was already married to Jay-Z and everything. <laughs> I, again, I, I feel two ways about them, about it. And that it's like, ultimately, this way out, outshines it. I do feel that people should have a right to live whatever life they feel is best for them. Yeah. That at the end of the sentence. <laughs> and it, it's so funny. I said that at the end of the sentence. And anyway, <laughs> but yeah, that at the end of the sentence. People should be able to live whatever life they feel is best for them. Right. Acknowledge the... Anyway. Um... So, my older song, it's pretty, it's quite older. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, no, it's not quite older. It's from 1998. And it's I Got the Hookup from the I Got the Hookup soundtrack by Master P featuring Sons of Funk. And that was early in my days of first when my family first moved to New Orleans. Now, again, we we first moved to New Orleans in 96, right? And I remember Master P was, like, coming up around that time. And I'm like, oh, it's so cool that my area of local music is coming up. You know, it's like, it's a thing. The world knows it. Yeah, and, and Master P was one of those first people. And um, as far as that song, it is a song about... And they literally kind of took it like, well, yeah, it's a comeback song. Of, I'm, I'm in a better place now. And it is kind of that. And it is also referencing the sadder part, like the bridge... Sons of Funk, and I love me some Sons of Funk. They sing their butts off. <laughs> Sons of Funk, they, they say something happened along the way. The love that we share has gone away. We tried and we tried for a better day. For that day, girl, I prayed. Don't want to go on. I know that that was all flat, but it, it, it was just <laughs> in my spirit. It was in my spirit. I love that song. And, um, before I go into all of that, you remember that song, don't I was talking to you about that. Don't don't you lie and say you don't. <laughs> I then I won't say it. You said you do remember it. 
I don't recall saying it. I got the hookup. Holla if you hear me. Uh, I got the hookup. All right. That part, I do slightly remember. God. You Yankee. Yankee. I, 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 I do remember that. But, um, that that was my jam, and again, it is classified in my list of favorite songs ever. It it, it is, and I thought it was so cool how it seemed like everywhere, like I, when I grew up in upstate New York, upstate New York didn't really have a sound. New York City had a sound, right? But when I moved to New Orleans, Louisiana. The sound was bounce. That was the sound. And bounce started like going nationwide as well. And then when I went to college in DC, the sound in DC is go-go music. And Amory brought go-go music uh national with her song. It's this one thing that's got me tripping. It's this one thing, don't want to admit it. Yeah, that. And then I moved to New Orleans. And I mean, I moved to Baltimore, my first job, first full-time job, and Baltimore's sound is club music, Baltimore Club. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. So now I live in Cleveland, and somebody tell me, show me what Cleveland sound is. Anyway, the time is up. Um, did you have anything else to say about the song that you say you don't remember? So I guess probably not much, do you? Yeah, I really don't remember much. I do remember the title, the song I got the hookup. I clearly remember that. Um, I also remember this <laughs> being a long time ago. Mom, well, former stepbrother, um, he was all like into. He was. More so about the uh, southern rap, I guess. And me, the younger me, I was definitely like all bad boy. You were so, like what? All bad boy. Bad boy. Oh, okay, okay. For a second, I was like, what? But yeah, you're talking about Diddy and bad boy. Got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I I love that as well, you know. And Diddy yeah. is, huh? Not was agreeing. Yeah, Diddy is a fellow Howard University alumnus, and it's cool. And as far as Bad Boy, at that time, what was my? I don't know. Ninety eight. Missy Elliott and Total. Isn't that around the times that they had that Kima, Keisha, and Pam total? God dang it. The Kima, yeah, Keisha, and Pam album? I don't remember the exact year that came out. Um, That might be right. Uh, see, you be claiming, I, I'm, I'm going to use such language in speaking to you, you be claiming that you're a fan of stuff and you're not really. You don't really know bad boy like that. No, you don't. No, you don't. I'm just gonna move I, on. I 
don't want ever saying that I was a full fan of Tool. I don't dislike them, but I wasn't like all crazy over them either. But you say you were a fan of Bad Boy. Yes. Total was on Bad Boy. I'm aware of that. Okay. Anyway, let's move on to the next part. So, our show titles for the week are hashtag art revival, hashtag have enough, hashtag progress, or hashtag truly family, hashtag live one time. Now, are you ready to get this show on the road, my friend? Yeah. Two ten. Hashtag art wow. revival at Stephanie Mills at I am Lonnie V. Hashtag first TV two ten A. Good morning. It's me, Lonnie B. Now, now, I don't know if y'all know, but Beyonce just kicked off her Renaissance World Tour in some country girl I can't pronounce. And all the people been sharing their opinion, their thoughts, their feelings about her, saying she looks stiff. She ain't moving hard enough. All she doing is waving her arms. They are entitled to say what they want to say, and so the fuck am I. Now, first of all, Beyonce got the work ethic of a construction worker, a woman that was raised in a farm, and she been doing it since the age of nine, performing in front of the world consistently for 20 years plus and within those 20 years this woman has been on stages doing back bends changing herself into the little case letter in rolling her hips real hard and aggressive like a loose wheel going down the hill she done fell on the stage hit her chin bust her knee and she still got up and did the harlem shake her head got caught in the fan and she still hit the opera notes she got three kids had one miscarriage and she's still uh-ohing Y'all know what this woman can do? Now she bought you a show with production, bitch. She got a tank on the stage, bitch, okay? She running over you, bitches. The costumes are laid. The body is snatched. And the motherfucking mic is on, girl. And don't forget, she ain't even promote this motherfucking tour. She just put a post up on Instagram and sold out stadiums, bitch.
quite impressed, honestly, because that I don't normally love like kids singing and stuff like that. But even as a little kid, Beyonce, you could tell like she had something, something. And her, even that little two-step that she did, you know, and she had a voice. She has a voice, you know, and segueing from, oh, I also, side note, love the fact that she clearly was singing the Stephanie Mills album version of Home. So not just the movie version, but the actual album version of Stephanie Mills' Home, which I'm like, ooh. That makes me love Miss Tina and Mr. Matthew that much more, but that's just another story. Anyway, Beyonce equals exceptional, period. And since ever since she was a child, and she gives so much to us. And as far as people complaining, I almost cussed, I didn't have to, but as far as people complaining about her not dancing as much as she once did on this Stockholm, Sweden um, debut of the Renaissance tour. It's like, but what if, like, uh, what if she's hurt or, or something? And dancing like that gives her so much pain. And she would always just go through it, but now it's kind of just too much. You know, like, what, what if she's like a cat, you know? And I question with people responding like that, if we even deserve a Beyonce tour, because I'm like, how dare you? How dare people? Like, stop. Like, she has given us so much. Like, and she's still giving us so much. Still giving us so much. And it's like, also, I'll shout out the fact that based on the little clips that I've seen of the Stockholm Sweden show, like she's now also featuring just doing that stand up and belt thing that I, as a Whitney Houston stan, love. I love to just stand up and sing things, stand up and blow us away. And it's my understanding her opening song was uh, Dangerously in Love, which is actually one of my favorite songs by Beyonce. And I, I think she does an amazing job performing that. My connection, I'll say, y'all better stop hating on my early 80s sister, Beyonce, because she is giving us what we are getting. And you better learn how to be thankful. And I'm not going to lie, I get a little emotional about, ah, I'll save it for my one minute. Basic complexity? Okay. Um, and I'm just showing the right spot. All right. So after hearing that, I could honestly say that is nothing but truth. Um, Beyonce. Beyonce is that drive, definitely that drive. Um, she has 
always had to give an impeccable show. Um, no hate. No hate at all. At all. Um, I am personally amazed at the showmanship of her and the late Michael Jackson um, because they both always had, had the drive to put Put on a show. Sorry. <laughs> um, people need to really be realistic and realize that she is a human being first and foremost. Um, It oh human being first, mother second, mother to three kids, mind you. Um I'm sorry, I keep losing where I was. And um and is in no way um in no way I'm in no way calling her old because for the record she's she got me by like two years. So I'm really right behind her. All right. And, yeah. And I will say for my one minute, my one square, part of what, and continuing with you and what you said as far as her being our fellow early 80s sister, you yeah. know, and the fact that she's giving us what we are getting, period, thank you. I get emotional because I remember Whitney Houston's tour for I Look To You, and that actually, in that case, was her last tour, and how she, like people, I, I, I still remember, and I'm a Whitney Houston stan, and I've been a Whitney Houston stan for years. Actually, I, I loved Whitney Houston since I was a baby, okay? And she came out when I was, like, one. And I get emotional because I still remember when, when she did that I Look To You tour, people were actually booing her. 
booing Whitney Houston. And, and that now Beyonce, the, the, they weren't booing Beyonce at all because the beehive would kill her, right? <laughs> Nevertheless, it's like, okay, I, 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 I'll say my one sentence. And I say that we are like rowdy kindergartners. We don't deserve a tour, people, okay? Renaissance is a retirement album, I believe. She has said that before. And I, I will say, screw my wants, but I want Beyonce to be able to retire at the top. She has earned it. Godly, I remember in the days of Destiny's Child, she, she was talking about how she wanted to retire at 30, you know? And she's like, yeah, I'm working so hard because I want to retire at 30. Anyway, but I would love to see Beyonce with her husband, Jay-Z, and their kids just continue to grow their billion like together like in business like just be that kind of executive yes talk about beyonce and jay-z now like the wealthiest power couple period in business business and and, and she won't have to go out and give us tours you know uh sh she could pull a rihanna as far as i'm concerned be like, B-I-T-C, I am not going to give you any more music. Y'all don't deserve it. Epic. I'm just making my money with my husband and our kids. Thank you. Basic complexity or one square. Hey, um, but, oh. Uh, um, basically, it's like she is amazing in her work. Period. Period. <laughs> um, but we all have to chill out and realize she's a human being, a person. Just like you and I, just show up with it. And just one last statement also I wanted to say, um, can the majority of, can the majority of us um, match her work ethic? Probably not. Maybe some, but probably not. I'm not even gonna fake with that one. She is on a whole nother level. And that's what I got. All right now. So, and are you ready for the next topic? Yes. All right, and you are up first. Okay. Hashtag have enough. At focused on infinity, hashtag first TV 210B. Text 
Richard Pryor and Dorothy Fulghan discuss poverty, starvation, and homelessness in America. Nobody has to go out in the corners to beg. You can go and get medical aid. There, nobody lives in the streets. There's some people that live in the streets. Here in this country? Yes, ma'am. Well, they don't have to. Well, tell them. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that. Are you, are you telling me that I'm there... not being facetious. No, no. I know you're not. No. You're telling me that people have to sleep in the streets like they yes. do in India? Yes, ma'am. But they don't. Yes, ma'am. They sleep in the streets and they die here. Well, they die anyway, even if you sleep in a bed. You just described a number of deaths. No, I mean, like, in India, you die from starvation and stuff. Well, you don't right. die of starvation here. Yes, ma'am. You can always get some food. We have. I know we have it, but we don't always give it. Well, all right. First off, what... Richard Pryor said was so on point. Um, now, well, let me start this over. First off, I have to give much respect to the late comedian and MS warrior Richard Pryor. Um, because for those of you that don't know, he had multiple sclerosis also. Um, I, I think it's interesting how people around the world, um, I so lost what I was. Um, and I'm trying to find the point I was making. All right, just gonna wing it. I find it interesting how people around the world believe that the U.S. is number one in everything and does have any problems, whereas a citizen of the United States, I will tell you all, we're not perfect. Trust and believe the U.S. has its shared issues that aren't shared with the world. But, um, yeah, definitely with the um, issue with homelessness and more or less feeding the hungry, can we do it? Yes. Do we do it? No. That's just what it is. And all right, I'm I keep losing my stuff, so I'll just pass. Good, go ahead. All right, I will say 
my initial reaction is this clip is from the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, yeah. our MS brother, Richard Pryor, and he was diagnosed with MS in 1990, and Dorothy time. And it's interesting how people just don't like to see the fact in different parts of the world, people don't like to see the struggle in their own neck of the woods. And I get it. Like she, she sounded like she, she was a very sincere woman, dare I even add kind to her based on that small clip. But people just don't like to believe that there are things that are right in front of their face. And mm -hmm. I connected with yet again me and my walker situation and i get it like there are people who will see me in my walker and it's not like i'm there begging for anything i'm just sitting in my walker and they'll and i i will want to be like hi and they'll give me all of a sudden uh uh a tropical bird is in the sky i don't know but it's but I realize people also do that to homeless people. And that it, that, that's unfortunate. And it's kind of like the, in my opinion, excellent Lego movie that I saw with my little brother years ago when they sang the song, Everything is Awesome. And th that, that was the point because they were showing that, you know, everybody's sort of just in their own... Uh, world and would just rather believe that everything is awesome you know instead of acknowledging that there is struggle in the world and i will be honest as far as the movie matrix i would probably be a blue pill kind of person i am i'm not gonna lie and i talked with Kevin, uh, a few days ago, you, <laughs> about, uh, I was like, I wonder if I was like that before I had my situation needing like a walking assistive device and stuff. And I was like, but no, I, I wouldn't treat homeless people that way because I even did research on it and how homeless people just like people to acknowledge that they exist like just give a hi and not so much a hi how are you doing but like don't don't do the whole oh my gosh is that a pterodactyl don't do that to them you know but acknowledge that they're human and that's what people want and i'm like but no i didn't do that but i will say this for my one minute because it's something else basic complexity what's your one square all right. Um, I'm sorry. Give me just a second. Um, all right. Um, pretty much to just take time to fully understand. Um, uh, situation before 
before making a judgment. And that's why. And I will say for my one minute, I'll finish. So as far as the, well, I didn't do that because I don't do that. And I make it a point not to do that. But I thought back a little bit farther in my history. And I thought back to high school. And there were two, honestly, blind girls in my high school. And I just remember I I, I would feel so awkward sometimes just seeing them sort of have their struggles. And that was an unfortunate problem of mine. And I realized it also relates to what I spoke with my wonderful pastor about this when I was like, why do just random people on the streets always talk about, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? Let me pray for you. I want to pray for you. And it's like, what's that all about? And she says, it's because people feel like it could be me, but I don't know why it's not me in that situation other than the fact that it's by God's grace, and I pray I must be more blessed than he is, so he must need to pray. Let me go ahead and do my one sentence. Uh, maybe a first step solution to our world struggle is to understand that, yes, it could be me, but let's acknowledge that there is a problem and work together to improve things and improve things for all in the world. All right. And ready for the next topic. Letter C. Share, subscribe, and share again. Thank you. Thanks. Team. <laughs> Hashtag Verse TV. I'm Aaron Mack. Kevin, aka Basic Complexity. Hashtag Verse TV family. Hashtag Verse TV. Hashtag Verse TV family. 210.